Hi, it's Mark Rabin. This is episode 299 of Lean Blog Audio. Today I'm going to be sharing a post that I published on March 9th. Um, well, it's just a little over a week later on uh, the 17th now. Um, the world has changed a lot. Um, this blog post for the 9th is about sort of defending the name of Lean or just in time related to supply chains and COVID-19. And, and now here it is. Um, trying to stay home and we're thinking about uh, public health a lot, not just in the United States, but around the world. Um, but um, I'm going to share this post. Um, I'm going to catch up on um, doing more audio posts here from blog posts that um, you know, I've, I've only been doing these podcasts about once a month. I'm going to catch up and try to stay engaged with people by um, creating content like this, which I hope um, is helpful or interesting or some of it just takes your mind off of um, what's going on. But um, here is uh, that blog post. It's titled COVID-19. Don't blame Toyota or just in time for your risky supply chain strategy. Now, you know, I normally I, I love the public radio program called Marketplace. I've listened to it on radio or as a podcast for uh, for 15 years. And I was I was pretty disappointed with a recent story um, you can read it. You can listen to it. Um, both of those, you if you go to leanblog.org slash audio 299, um, you'll find that. So, you know, it's, it's true that many factories have been shut down in China. In fact, now it seems like they are reopening. And, you know, when those factories are shut down in China, that disrupts global supply chains. But if you're uh, a company that decided to move all of your production to China to then you know ship out to customers around the world, that wasn't a lean strategy. You know, it's really difficult to support quote unquote just in time delivery over such long distances. I mean, if it were a lean approach to move all of your production to China, then Toyota probably would have done that, but Toyota didn't. What Toyota has done, they've built and uh, they've increasingly built assembly capacity out around the world in different countries to be closer to their customers. You know, when Toyota uh, built a factory in Texas to build pickup trucks, which is you know, close to a large number of their customers, they didn't um, have suppliers in the area to, uh, you know, they're in Texas. So to support just in time, Toyota has many suppliers right there on site in, Toyo uh, in San Antonio. So if we're copying or emulating Toyota, we do things like that instead of shipping all of our production off to China. But Marketplace, you know, they get it wrong starting with the headline. It should read something like China offshoring manufacturing model challenged by COVID-19. The article uh, sort of unfairly piles on. It says um, at issue here is a global manufacturing model that focuses on low costs and lean inventory at every step in the chain, a model where all the parts arrive at the plant just in time. But I would add, look, I mean, lean inventory levels require frequent deliveries from nearby suppliers. Again, not shipments from halfway around the world. The article Marketplace, the story again said, the just-in-time model comes from Toyota, which in the 70s started having car parts arrive at the plant at the moment of assembly. Well, I mean, that's not exactly true. It's not the exact moment. It's hours 
before assembly, and I think they started on this before the 70s. But again, the problems that Marketplace is reporting on are not driven by a Toyota model. These problems in other companies are driven by a lowest piece price strategy that leads to long distances. That's not just in time. An economist said um, in the piece, quote, purchasing managers are intensely measured on how low their costs are. So that doesn't leave a lot of room to spend extra money because there might be some contingency in which everything falls apart. Now, you know, for this, you can't blame the purchasing managers on how they're measured. I mean, they are part of a system and it's a systemic problem if senior executive policies are driving them to make decisions that don't take risks into account. Going for the lowest piece price, no matter what, seems like a suboptimizing and short-term focused strategy. Because remember point number one of the Toyota Way, which says, base your management decisions on a long-term philosophy, even at the expense of short-term financial goals. So consolidating all production in a single plant in any country introduces all sorts of risks, ranging from the geopolitical to things like tornadoes and earthquakes. And if you want to hold a lot of inventory in an attempt to buffer against said risk, there's also a risk that the warehouse full of parts gets hit by a natural disaster as well. Final quote from The Economist in the piece, uh, they say, this time around, she thinks the pain of over-reliance on Chinese suppliers could speed up change to make supply chains more visible and bring back some redundancies and slack that the just-in-time model shaved away a generation ago. Now, again, my comment is that the pain being felt now is not the fault of just-in-time. The cause is more accurately described as over-reliance on Chinese suppliers. If you're going to blame just-in-time, it again, it might be more accurate to blame the misguided combination of attempted just-in-time with an over-reliance on a single supplier that's half a world away. Will companies learn from that? Or will they somehow learn that just-in-time is bad and that they should have more slack, meaning more inventory, in the future? So uh, Jamie Flinchbaugh and I discussed this issue in, in, in the Marketplace piece in a lot more detail in episode 14 of our Lean Whiskey podcast. You can search the podcast directory that you might be using right now for Lean Whiskey. Um, you can also go to leanblog.org whiskey14 or you can go to leanwhiskey.com. So we talk about that in the episode. Um, So, you know, looking at the blog post, um, Jamie Flinchbaugh added some comments. He says, you know, um, like I said, we talk about it more in the podcast. But I think the first takeaway for me is that we shouldn't be copying solutions from people. We need to purpose build our systems of work for our objectives, conditions, and problems. That includes just-in-time, onshoring or offshoring, inventory management systems, and so on. There are plenty of companies that got worse by applying quote-unquote best practices to the wrong situation. Second, in dealing with major challenges like COVID-19, is it re-architecting your supply chain to deal with the next virus? Some will certainly do that, even though the next crisis is likely to be something else. Political instability, trade practices and tariffs, IP... There are so many different areas that you can design around, and they can't all be dealt with equally. That's why I think the organizational agility should be a core capability. How fast can you organize, set direction, define roles, and take action to deal with a crisis? 
The more you share a common language and lens with common ways of working, you can quickly act in a coordinated way. I call this the speed of collaboration and coordination, and a blog post on this is forthcoming. And again, you can find Jamie's blog and more about him at jflinch.com. Brian Buck commented, uh, true trust in time would mean they could quickly ramp up to meet increased demand in a supply crisis like this. Zero inventory is only one aspect of just-in-time because you need the systems in place to adjust to the market's need. I think you were right that low inventories are a result of cost-cutting instead of systemic improvements. Um, so I agree with what uh, Brian is saying there, and I think he was referring to um, you know, low inventory without the capability to have good flow in your supply chain. That's a problem. Low inventory through lean can be the result of um, uh, you know, good supply chain design and effective execution. Um, I had posted a comment where there is a, uh, another article that incorrectly blames just in time. It was uh, the Wall Street Journal. Somebody writing there, um, what's to blame is not just in time, it's offshoring and uh, long, complex supply chains. Long and complex supply chains require more inventory, not less. And if a company has drained inventory to be lower than the supply chain can support, the company's manufacturing and supply chain strategy is to blame, not lean. Um, so that article I was referencing uh, was headlined, It May Not Be the Virus That Kills Me. And the author uh, wrote in part, the advent of the internet made it much easier for companies to outsource production to foreign countries where labor costs are lower. Combine this with the popularity of just-in-time production, which minimizes excess inventory, and you have long, vulnerable supply chains. So I'm going to jump in and comment here that, again, long, vulnerable supply chains are not just-in-time. That's sort of a, a bastardization of different approaches we, there, where companies say, well, I like the low inventory part, but I'm not going to copy the rest of Toyota's practices, and, uh, and that's bad. And again, as Jamie said, maybe... Maybe we shouldn't be copying. So um, we've got that. And then the final comment I posted, I found an article from Ward's Automotive because I was curious about the current state of um, automotive assembly plants in, in the U.S. Uh, most of these plants are probably the paragon of just-in-time. And I haven't read of any American or European auto plants being shut down due to part shortages. If anything, they might be shut down or have been shut down um, or need to be shut down, some argue, due to health concerns for workers. Now, of course, if a key tier one supplier in Ohio were to be shut down due to a worker testing positive, then that indeed might cause a supply chain disruption. But then, you know, if we're shutting down production for health reasons, the problem there, again, is not just in time from the, from the supplier side. Um, so again, you know, if you want to find uh, the links to these articles, the marketplace piece, um, you can find all of that and more by going to leanblog.org audio 299.